0: Hallelujah. Christ is risen. The Lord is risen in Hallelujah. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Well, happy Easter. happy Easter. It's so great to see all of you. You are looking good, man. i there's more ties here at this service than there has been all year, I think. that Looking good. And y'all were on time, uh, most of you. Um, it was just really, really uh, great to see you. I like being on time. Though I will say that when it comes to contemporary culture, uh, many times, it will not probably surprise you if you know me, but many times I am late to the party. And that is uh, how it was for Ted Lasso. Uh, if you know Ted Lad- if you know the show, Ted Lasso, uh, it, is a, it is really a delightful show that is not for sensitive ears. Uh, it is not for little viewers, for sure. But it is a wonderful show. And there is an episode in Ted Lasso that just that that moves me. It really moved me. In fact, it, um, it, it, uh, I really haven't stopped thinking about it. Uh, it's in the second season. Of the show, and uh, one of the main characters, the boss lady Rebecca, she loses her father. Her her father passed away. He's not one of the characters, but um, but it's just the circumstance for the episode. And and none of the characters really knows what to do with death. They just don't have a good handle on death. Uh, They don't really know what happens. After death, uh, they, so they share about that. They're sincere, but they are just all over the map. One says, nothing happens, we just go in the ground. One says, he wants to be in, reincarnated as a tree. And they just, they just kind of go around different things. No one really has anything except their own imaginative wishes to help them answer these huge life questions and then they go to the funeral and they're in a church and they're only in a church because that's what you do and uh and no one really knows how to act at church no one really knows what to say and that's part of the humor of it it's totally inappropriate and 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 then but the whole thing is this is their only interaction that they will ever have with the church, and they won't be in a church again until there's another funeral. And, and of course, the church is portrayed as, as beautiful and stuffy and naive and pretty much out of touch with reality, and they just all endure the service, and then they go right back to their lives. And it might sound weird to you, but I just found it all very moving uh, because these were people who needed Answers. And they were in the place that should have been able to give them the answers that they needed. But there was absolutely no connection between what the church was offering and the lives that these characters were leading. There's no connection. And of course I found it moving because I thought about our church. And I wondered, does what we are offering have meaningful intersection with the lives that most people are actually living. If you have an opinion about that? I would love to hear after the service. We are here today to proclaim and to celebrate the historical and spiritual truth that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, that he was crucified and he Die. He was all the way dead. And yet on the third day, Jesus rose from the dead. He walked out of the tomb alive forevermore. And I got to tell you, I love talking about it. I am happy, happy to talk about it uh, with you anytime to, about why you can absolutely believe that Jesus' resurrection is actually and historically True. But I'm not here to prove that to you today. What I really want to ask is why does it matter? What's the intersection? I mean, even if you believe that Jesus was, in fact, raised to life after he died, it did happen like 2,000 years ago on another continent, in another culture that is very, very different from our own. What Where is the meaningful, relevant intersection between Jesus' resurrection and our lives? So this is the question that has just been stirring in my heart for the last several weeks approaching today. We're approaching Easter, and I just started writing out some answers to that question, and it began to feel more like the outline of a book than a sermon. Maybe you'll get to read it one day, but uh, we don't have time for all that this morning. There is so much to say about what the resurrection teaches us about God and about Jesus and about our life and about us. But I'm just going to just say a few things and hopefully you will find some, some traction with your life. Number one, the resurrection matters because it shows us that you just never know what God has in store. You never know. Now, it might sound a little bit trite, but you think about it, the disciples spent three years with Jesus. They heard him talk about death and resurrection, they saw his miraculous power. And yet, very understandably, when they saw the crucifixion, nobody on Sunday morning was like, All right, buddy, here it comes. They were not expecting a resurrection. They assumed everything was over, hope was gone, death was fine. The women who came to the tomb early on Easter morning did not expect the resurrection. They were expecting to treat the body of a dead man. Everyone was stricken with grief. They were pierced with disappointment. They could not see beyond what they could see. Of course. But God could. God could. God could see beyond the horizon. God could reach beyond the possible. And you know, God didn't just like swoop in and miraculously fix something that accidentally got broken. It was His plan all along. And no one could have imagined it. Not the scholars who'd read the prophets, not the fishermen who spent three years with the Savior everything looked lost on Friday, but you never know what God has in store. The theological term for that is hope. You live your life close to the God of resurrection, and you will be amazed at what you see. Amazed at what you see. A rejection from your dream job or your dream school brings an opportunity that you would never have considered if you had gotten what you wanted. A moral failure of some kind finally exposes a question in your life that a counselor can really help you with and finally set you free. The loss of a loved one opens the door to a whole new community who share your experience. With a God of resurrection, there is always hope. There's always hope. And you just never know what God has in store. And that's the first thing. Second thing. The resurrection matters because it says what we do in this world matters. What we do in this world matters. See, Jesus' death was a terrible injustice. It was the result of jealousy, dishonesty, betrayal, corruption cowardice and a hunger for power and the resurrection says that God is not having it he's not having it the church of England bishop and scholar M.T. Wright once said Easter means that in a world where injustice violence and degradation are endemic God is not prepared to tolerate such things and that we will work and plan with all the energy of God to implement the victory of Jesus over them all. Think about it. Jesus could have, after his death, come back to the disciples as a sort of spirit. He could have done that. And given them a vision of heaven as it awaited them. And and you know what? I'm as excited about heaven as anybody. But that's not the way Jesus came jesus was resurrected back into this world and that ought to tell us that from god's perspective this world matters he created it he meant it for our good there is divine value in how we as redeemed people live our lives in the here and now how we care for creation how we love our neighbors how we love our enemies how we spend our time, how we spend our money, how we treat ourselves emotionally and physically. It all matters because what we do in this world matters. And so maybe, for instance, you like to be involved in an organization, and there's lots like this, but it just what comes to mind, St. John's Riverkeeper. You know, he takes care of the river. It's a great Thing to do because creation care is important because this world matters. Or you may love to help feed the homeless. And that's fantastic because, uh, because what we do in this world matters. Or you may like helping college grads to get started with their careers. Or you may be very conscious about the ethics of the products that you buy. Or you may just... <laughs> You may just be in a season where it's enough to just try to hold your family together. And that's great. They're all great, but just do it for the glory of God. Do it in His strength and His energy. Because what we do in this world matters. And we can't all do all of it. We can each do some of it. With all the energy and the blessing of God. Not because we have to so that He'll love us, but because we get to participate in what He's already doing around us. The resurrection commissions us to be advocates and peacemakers and forgivers, to be generous and kind. The resurrection commissions us to be involved for the good of our community and the good of our world because the resurrection says that what we do in this world matters so you never know what god has in store what we do in this world matters this is the last one that we have time for today the resurrection matters because it says that you are loved by god now that might sound a little bit churchy but we're in church i don't mean it to sound sentimental i don't i don't want to say something syrupy like Like the resurrection of Jesus is God's love letter to you? The resurrection is about the glory of God. The resurrection is about the vindication of the cross, the defeat of death, and our eternal life. But you will never get through the front door of any of that if you don't believe that God loves you. Now how do I get that from the resurrection? Well, in our reading from 1 Corinthians, St. Paul says that if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. In other words, if Christ has not been raised, then the cross did not accomplish anything. If Christ has not been raised, then there was no dying for our sins. But Christ has been raised. And so the resurrection to life affirms that the cross was victorious. The resurrection says that your guilt has been removed. Your stains have been washed clean. Your debts have been canceled. He has expunged every mistake. He has remitted every selfish act. He has forgiven every sin. He has paid every penalty. He has shouldered every judgment. He has conquered every foe. Even death itself. The resurrection declares full stop that God has done everything necessary to draw you to himself. And so from God's perspective, nothing stands between you and God. Nothing. And that is all his doing. He did it to have a relationship with you. Why? Because He loves you. He loves you. He made you. You are valuable to Him. He wants to walk with you through the valleys of life, and there will be valleys of life, to be your comfort, your friend. He wants to surprise you with what He has in store. He wants to commission you to a life that is far larger and far more glorious than your own good. He wants to show you that life in him in this life is more important than you could imagine and life with him in the next life is a is concretely assured and dynamically hopeful the resurrection of jesus matters to us today it is not the ivory tower stuff of tenured theologians it is the bread and butter stuff of regular people living regular lives. The resurrection of Jesus is God's victory over death. It is the pattern of God's surprise. It is your commissioning to justice. It is your invitation to a gracious love. So happy Easter. Jesus is alive. Amen.